in Hammond's office. Office. In Hammond's office. Hammond's <laughs> just. Excuse <ooh>. me. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. How was your vacation? My vacation was busy. It was fun. It was very busy. We were visiting Jeff's sister and her wife and their adorable children. But there was just so much to do that I'm... (laughs) (laughs) it was a tiring but yeah it was fun we went to the la brea tar pits and we got to see the vasquez rocks which was cool turn around and call that cab to take you right back where you came from just wants to talk we went to disney world nope disneyland there we go (laughs) california we went to disneyland for a day nice and what else did we do we did some hiking. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. That does time. sound like a lot, though. It was. It was a lot. There was stuff to do every day. But it was good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. How has your week been? Quiet. My brother and I just got Chinese food on Christmas and excellent. had takeout, and it was great. And that was excellent. the highlight of the holiday. <laughs> we did nothing on Christmas. We flew in Christmas morning. So we went nowhere on yeah, Christmas. Yeah. I saw Colin yesterday with Harold and Corey, who are friends of ours, played Dominion and then a little bit of Mario Kart, but both dogs were there and they're insane. Ah, so yeah. that was that also a large amount of the time was dog watching slash wrangling. They're both big humpers, those dogs. They are. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least one of them is an intact male. Yeah. I don't think the other one is, but still, still humping away. It's also more of a dominant. I mean, like Coconut is yeah. also a humper and she's a, <laughs> she's a spade female. So it's not necessarily just about yeah. that. Yeah. Poor dogs. <laughs> Coconut is such an ass. But she's so cute. She is awfully cute. I did get to hang out with Coconut and Lily while you were gone. You did. Yes. Thank yeah, you so no much. No problem. So my mom was able to dog sit most of the time, but there was one night where last minute my mom couldn't. And so Kathy was an amazing friend and stepped up and came and Woo! took care of my puppies. And they love her and were appreciative. They said thank you. They were so cute. I love them too. Yeah. They're cute little nuggets. They're such good girls. Yeah. My sweet yeah. puppies. Thank you. No okay. problem. So, yeah, that's yeah. been, like, my highlights since the last time I talked to you. <laughs> this is a really terrible tangent. All right, not tangent, segue. And the fact that I'm announcing it as my segue is terrible. <laughs> but, like I said, on vacation, I went to Vasquez Rocks, where they have filmed a lot of Star Trek. And Star Trek is surely what inspired today's episode of the podcast. <laughs> there we go. I made it. Yay! <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we're talking about, and features a Star Trek character, or not character, but actor. It did? Yes. Oh, God, I hope we watched the same episode. Would you mind identifying what you are? Q was Uh-oh. in it. Oh, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> totally forgot. I've already stopped associating him with Q, and I'm like, yes, totally Simmons. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today, we're talking about Stargate SG-1, Season 5, Episode 14, 
48 hours. Ooh, okay, that is the yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was watching it today too, and I'm like, is this what Kathy said it was called? I mean, this has got to be the next one, but I don't remember what she said the name was. <laughs> and I, of course, totally remember this episode as I was watching it, especially because of the very prominent character that we meet for the first time in this episode. But based on the description last time, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> but if you had told me it was where Rodney McKay uh, shows up for the first time, I would have totally been like, oh, I know that episode exactly. Yeah, I thought I'd, you know, leave that as a pleasant surprise because he's yeah. such a pleasant character. Spoiler, Rodney McKay shows up for the first time at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> we start off mid-action. The team is running away as they are being fired upon by Gwaul, the attack ships. I forget what they're called. Alkesh? The Death Gliders. There we go. Oh, the Death Gliders, yeah. yes. The bigger one that was not the mothership. Yes. The okay. They're running away, also trying to return fire as they try to head to the gate and get the hell out of there. Teal's got one of his massive guns. Not the ones that are his arms. Yeah. But the- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But like an actual He has a weapon. massive gun. I wasn't sure. Did it look like another one that he took off a ship or was it not quite that big? I don't know. I was wondering. I think it's probably the same oh. one that he took off of the ship. And they just put a strap on it to make it easier for him yeah. to carry, I guess, I noticed. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> they reach the gate and get the gate open. While this is happening, the Death Colliders start to back off because one of the uh, Alkesh ships starts to rise up and then starts firing on them. Sam and Daniel go through the gate and Jack and Teal are still firing back at this Alkesh. Jack ends up going through and Teal is there though and spots piloting the Alkesh is Tanith. So Teal shoots right into that. Alkesh, and then it crashes, and yep. Teal jumps through the gate as it's crashing. Unfortunately, it crashed right into the gate. Oops. Yeah. Do we think Tanith is really gone? Because that's a really anticlimactic end for his character, if that is, in fact, the end of Tanith. I don't Tanith. know. I can't remember seeing him anymore, but that also just could be my very faulty memory. Yeah. I don't remember. And I hope. One way I or sort of hope it's the end. Teal looked just so like at the end of this episode to spoiler, he just looked like he was ready to be done with Tanith anyway. Anyway, back in the gate room, the team it comes through, except uh oh, where's Teal? Uh oh. We saw Teal go through the gate. We know he went through, but the gate closed with no Teal. Jack says he doesn't know where Teal is because he was right behind him. And then credits. They head up to the control room talking about what happened. Jack's got a kind of big head wound, but seems mostly okay for the most part. He's got an ice pack or something on it. Not that that really matters at all. But anyway, they're talking about the fact that Teal'c was right there. He has to still be alive. They need to dial back out. They're going to try to dial the planet and see if they can get him up on the radio. Except that as Puelter is dialing, he keeps getting error messages from the dialing computer. Not like the same kinds that he normally would get when it's not locking in. It says that it's encoded, but that he's getting an unknown error. He asks Sam if he should override. I would think that we would have learned by now that we should not. <laughs> but they debate anyway, and it keeps dialing and keeps giving Walter errors. 
Sam is still trying to figure out what it is. She says that there's something that the computer isn't recognizing, but none of them really know what that means. Sam is suddenly like, uh-oh, if the wormhole was shut down while Teal'c was still en route. And then suddenly she tells them to abort before she finishes what she was about to say. And they do. They stop dialing. They do. For once, they make the right call about not overriding the error messages. <laughs> they go to the briefing room to talk about all of this, the situation that is happening right now. They were on that planet, P3X116, based on Tok'ra intel. However, the Tok'ra intel did not include the fact that Tanith was there, since Teal'c and Tanith have a history, or as Dan says, <laughs> This kind of thing between them. As Dan says. Yeah. <laughs> did I say Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Wow. <laughs> As my pal Dan said. They... You and Daniel are suddenly much more informed. We are, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the reason Teal'c was maybe slower to get through than the rest of them. Sam says she's figured out what the problem is, but they need to act quickly. And the problem is that basically the Stargate, as she says, has a lot of memory inside, like a computer buffer or a transporter buffer. There's a pattern in the buffer still. <laughs> That's where I put in my notes. Did they just steal this directly? <laughs> I think no one would notice. Yeah. So yeah, to put in... Yeah. To Star Trek lingo, somebody stuck in the pattern buffer of the transporter. <laughs> pattern stored in the memory buffer. <laughs> totally not going to notice. Yep, yep. Good yep. call, writers. Sam thinks that the error that the Stargate was throwing at them has to do with the fact that Teal'c is still in there, in the memory buffer. I appreciate that her expanded explanation of how the Stargate works does not at all match what they told us in the episode with the plutonium and the red planet. <laughs> when they're talking about if you sever the wormhole prematurely, she was talking about how anything that's being transported just reverts to its base elements. That's right. <laughs> and that's how the entire thing was supposed to work. <laughs> and this is a completely different explanation saying that something's just going to get caught in the pattern buffer if... <laughs> The wormhole terminates prematurely. Totally different explanation. <laughs> so, yes, this reversal, though, <laughs> means apparently they have a chance to get Tilk maybe out of the Stargate. Could someone survive inside a transporter buffer for 75 years? Because he's stored in the memory suddenly. She is not sure yet, though, how to do that. And she says that is not the worst problem they have. If they try to use the Stargate at all before they figure this out, it might just erase Teal'c from the buffer, killing him. That would suck. Yes. Hmm. This is a problem because there are a bunch of teams that are currently out in the galaxy. They need to figure out how to stop an incoming wormhole. But Sam's already got that figured out. She's like... <laughs> We can slightly offset the iris, and Siler can do that in about an hour, and that'll stop a wormhole from establishing, so cool. This also goes completely <laughs> against what they've shown us in the past, because she said it would be just like burying the gate. 
But in the episode when Jack got stranded on that planet where the astro, the meteorite, hit the gate, they were able to create a wormhole which gave the little cone of air for Tilk to hang out in until he dug up to the surface. <laughs> True. So what the yeah. hell, show? <laughs> Get your cannon right. straight. This does not stand. No. I don't know. No. Yeah. Do they think that nerds are not paying close <laughs> enough attention to notice these things? Some nerds are paying way more attention than I am, Mary. <laughs> ich bin ein nerd. <laughs> I probably should pay more attention. The other problem they have is how to get the people who are off-world home. They're going to see if they can get the Russians to help them out with that. Because they still have a Stargate just sitting there doing nothing. So why not put that to use? Hammond's going to call President Bestie. I don't know if they're still besties. Their relationship's been a little rocky lately. Right. Yeah, It has. They haven't really talked a whole lot, it doesn't seem. Yeah. And when they've tried, or when Hammond has tried, his calls have right? been declined. It's very yeah. sad. Yeah, so he's going to try, though. And mm -hmm. Daniel's going to go figure out how long they have before people start trying to dial back in. Kathy. Yes. I have a question. Okay. Why not turn off the power to the gate? I don't know. Instead of moving the whole damn iris. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent question. <laughs> Which theoretically, hypothetically, really shouldn't work since we have seen that a buried gate can still create a wormhole. The whole point is burying it deep enough <laughs> so that the event horizon and the, the puddle will not reach the surface <laughs> so stupid what if turning it off basically rebooted it and then ruined teal's memory mm, like formatting yeah. the hard drive <laughs> in which case there's still traces though mm. Mm. that's why you're like supposed to i think like drill through hard drives because even reformatting them and erasing them still leaves traces of stuff a hammer a hammer would also the shit work out of it destroyed it well enough i have huh. All of my old laptops that I keep meaning to get rid of, and I don't. And I think about taking a hammer to the hard drives, and then I just don't. That has nothing to do with anything. Do it. And then you can give them to Jeff to recycle. Oh. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff is where all my garbage goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, <laughs> But he's my trash collector. <laughs> Aww. We get a very quick scene of Siler and his people moving the damn iris. <laughs> They're going to have to move it back again eventually. Fun. Then we're in Hammond's office and he's on the red phone talking to his bestie about the fact that they've got the eight teams off world and they really need to coordinate with Russia on this. Daniel is there for reasons and says that the next team due to check in is sg5 at 1600 hours why he knows that i don't know he went either, to go but... figure that out at the end oh, okay but shouldn't there be an actual person in charge of that yes information who would it, be here instead it of daniel seems like daniel went to that person got the information and then walked <laughs> over to hammond to give it to him <laughs> Why not have that person come? Is that person a main character on this show, Mary? No. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? 
What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> I guess not. Wouldn't Walter know? I would think Walter might I know. I don't assume anybody who's not a main character control would have that information. <laughs> this episode is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the president gives the okay and assigns Daniel to be the liaison. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah. People skills. I was like, what the fuck is this? Until we find out that Davis is completely incapable of negotiating, so <laughs> they really needed Daniel. <laughs> yeah. But there was okay. no one else. But don't they have an entire team of people that was supposed to be their negotiation team? Although I think they also all died, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Or at least the leader yeah. of that team was like SG. Oh, that's right. Wasn't it SG5, well, actually? Oh, they're the ones but, in Soft World. Okay, yeah, but also weren't they negotiating with other planets, not other Earth countries <laughs> well yeah but if you can negotiate with another planet i would think you I could know. negotiate with another country and they left ambassador joe to die so they didn't have him that's true no <laughs> everything's yeah. fine yeah. everything's fine yeah nothing wrong at the end no. <laughs> no sam's working in the control room when jack comes to see her he Asks why Tilka is still in the gate, and she says it's complicated. He offers his help. She says complicated things about science, so Jack can get her some coffee. And yep. she says that she is not even sure the gate can do what they need it to do. She's not sure they're going to be able to get Tilk back, which is bad. Quite. Meanwhile, Daniel has already arrived in Russia with Major Davis. They go meet that colonel who... Does he have a name? I could swear that he does, but I have no idea He what was it the is. colonel at the end of the episode where they met with the Russians. Yeah, it's been the same yeah. guy. But the transcript that I'm using for notes does not have his name. It just calls him colonel, but I could have sworn he yeah, had Yeah, I just don't know what it is. Nope. Not a clue. Yeah. They sit down at a table to talk about the situation... The Russian colonel wants to know what else they know about this situation because he's only gotten vague details. But Daniel's like, yeah, that's all we know about it. He snarks at them about them not being able to handle every situation either. (laughs) (laughs) He lets them know that they have already contacted all of the off-world SG teams to let them know what's going on. And that two of them have come back already. But he also reminds them that this is not just something they're doing out of the goodness of their heart. They have some things they want. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably. And so the rest of their time together is going to be a lot of back and forth about what those things are and what they're going to do about it. It is a lot of back and forth. (laughs) Davis mentions that it's technically and logistically impossible to run concurrent Stargate programs. Is it though? Can't they figure out some sort of way that they can have one gate active for a day and then the other or like 12 hours or some kind of shift i guess but it might make things weird when people have to like emergency dial back and they end up in the wrong country but then they could have some sort of agreement where if the americans have to emergency go to russia or the russians have to by emergency go to america then at some point later send them back to some kind of neutral planet and then they can gate back to their original country when the shift change happens i mean it seems like it a thing that could happen were either side in any way cooperative or trusting. Fair. <laughs> but they're not. 
<laughs> Which we know they are not. In the commissary, Jack's having a little nap, because that's the best place to nap. Hammond tells him to go home, and Jack says, nope, he just got five minutes of quality sleep. He doesn't need to go anywhere. He's not going anywhere, but he is pretty pissed at Teal'c and his need for his stupid Jaffa <laughs> revenge. Because if it weren't for that, then they wouldn't be in this mess. Hammond orders Jack to get some rest. And instead of going home, Jack just puts his head back down on the table. Then in the briefing room, we get little baby McKay. Yeah, we do. Dr. McKay, who is very terrible in this episode, I find him to be more likable throughout his story arc in Atlantis. Spoiler. Yes. But he will become a prominent character in that show when we start covering that show. But for now, this is his introduction. And he is a terrible misogynist and just awful yep. person. Very full of himself in his meeting with Hammond and Sam. Simmons, Q, is also there. Apparently, Dr. McKay just came from Area 51 and he's been studying the Stargate program over there for reasons <laughs> instead of at the SGC. Who knows? Because, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah. reasons. He says he had a virtual computer model that was built when the second gate was there. Hammond's like, oh, you must be thrilled to see the real thing. And <laughs> Rodney's like, nah. Actually, we don't even know his name is Rodney. No, do I don't think they say it in this. <laughs> yeah, they only call him Dr. McKay. Spoiler, his name yeah. is Rodney. Meredith Rodney, if we want to be really Meredith uh, Rodney, in fact, spoilery. yes. <laughs> Indeed. McKay goes on a rant about how bad Sam is at her job and how she makes like tons of mistakes and how all of her work is bad. Hammond, I appreciated, stood up for her and had no patience for this and was just talking about how, how great Sam is and she had so much time that she spent on the program and McKay is like well I have only been working on the gate whereas she has been out in the field wasting her time playing around essentially <laughs> McKay just keeps ranting about how <laughs> I mean he's not no. wrong when he says specifically that her work has caused numerous unnecessary situations any of which could have ended in catastrophe not completely wrong nope so anyway, in spite of this, McKay's going to be working there for a while to help them figure out the situation, and he's going to be reporting directly to Sam. What could go wrong with that? Nothing. And they've got 48 hours allotted to this. Sam is not pleased to hear that, because that is not really a whole lot of time. Hammond is furious <laughs> to hear about that, in fact. He leaves the room basically dragging Simmons with him. Right on into his office, where Hammond's like... What the hell, dude? You can't just tell me what to do and when to start up the program. Simmons says, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Hammond says that Teal'c has been an invaluable asset. Simmons like, yeah, we're aware of his contribution as well as his questionable allegiances. Ancient history, dude. And he's like, oh, we've lost a lot of good Americans and you're going to hold Teal'c above your own people? And Hammond's like, Teal'c is our people. Simmons says that all of the off-world teams are already home and the Pentagon is not going to want the Russians involved for much longer. And as you yourself had said, Hammond, the SGC should be kept alive and running at all costs. Sam and McKay have two days before they have to start sending people back through the gate. Yes. What an ass, Simmons. <laughs> yes. Says. Massive ass. Yeah. In Russia, the colonel says that all of the teams, not just the first two, but all of them now have arrived safely. 
Daniel's like, great, now we just need to send out a few more. Because <laughs> apparently they just want to fly people to Russia and send them out from there. Maybe just don't. Maybe just pause <laughs> things. Maybe. Nah. I mean, he says that they are going to send them out to find information on how to save Teal'c, but maybe just contact the Tok'ra, but don't send actual teams out, though. I wonder if they can't contact the Tok'ra directly, like there's something they have to do to get mm, to them. Because he said teams, plural, which is why That's I was true. like, what are you doing? <laughs> but also the teams are already there, I guess. At least some of them. Oh, yeah, I guess so. They could just turn around and go back out, I guess. They're probably not tired or yeah. anything or do leave or... Right? I, yeah. Nah. Nah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't really think of that. Yeah. The colonel is not very pleased with this plan because he rightfully says that as long as it's their gate that's connected and not the American gate, then Russia and Russia's people are vulnerable to attack. Davis is like, yeah, well, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're just going to negotiate. Don't worry about it. Basically. Yeah. Davis is not No, no, he's not. Yeah. They're just continuing to debate a little bit more about the bad deal that the SGC gave Russia, I mean, not to side with Russia, but in this particular fake storyline, the SGC really kind of has screwed Russia over with yeah. their gate. The colonel says that if the SGC wants to keep using their technology, then they need to give some sort of value in return, which is not unreasonable. Agreed. Elsewhere, at a gas station, I think, Jack comes out of a convenience store <laughs> wearing a big flannel shirt. Very big. Too big for Jack, of course, because that's how he dresses. I don't understand that. I don't know. But who does he spot on the other side of his truck? It's Mayborn. <laughs> and he's like, hi, Jack. And then Jack tries to attack him because he still thinks Mayborn's the one who shot him. Yep. But Mayborn's like, it wasn't me, I swear. Why does Jack say, I trusted you? Why would you trust I Mayborn? He's never given you any reason <laughs> to trust true. him. And even if he didn't shoot Jack, he still disappeared, even though he was like, yeah, I'll totally be here when you get back. Exactly. <laughs> Mayborn's argument, though, is that would he come back here right in front of Jack if he had been the one to shoot him? Jack wants to know, well, then who did shoot him? Mayborn's like, maybe Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> Mayborn, though, is there not just to make Jack feel better about being shot, not feel better about being shot. Make him make make <laughs> be less angry. Yeah, make Jack less angry at him because he didn't shoot Jack. There we go. Yeah, he's there to issue a warning too about Simmons because he and Simmons go way back, and whatever he's up to, it's not going to be good for Teal or the SGC. He says, which is not a great warning. It's no. not much of a warning at all. No, not really yeah. at all. It's about as helpful as Nareem's yes. warning was. And we yeah. all know how that ended. But he is going to be in town for a few days to offer any kind of support Jack might need. See, at least he's offering to help and not just being like, here's a warning. Bye. <laughs> or here's a warning. But then also I'm going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore, guys. Yeah. But then he died. So it's okay. It's not okay, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But Schrodinger, Schrodinger is totally fine. fine somewhere, wherever he is. It's a fat, happy kitty. Yeah. Curled up on a nice blanket. 
in a sunbeam. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mayborn tells Jack he's checked in under the name of Cassidy. Jack wants to know David or Sean, but Mayborn's like, Butch! And then Jack shouts back that Simmons says you're the one who sullied the NID. Mayborn tells him he knows Simmons well. Simmons is terrible. He's the one who recruited him. In Sam's lab, McKay and Sam, I'm just going to call him Rodney because it feels weird calling him McKay. (laughs) And we all know that he eventually becomes Rodney McKay, Meredith Rodney McKay. (laughs) In Sam's lab, Rodney and Sam are arguing. That's basically the entire scene is just the two of them going back and forth (laughs) about MacGuffin science and how Rodney thinks that everything Sam has done is wrong and she just makes a bunch of mistakes and Sam thinks Rodney's full of himself and they cannot agree on what they should be doing. Rodney does mention that Sam has the tendency to bypass dialing protocols (laughs) and ignore error messages, which he's not wrong. But Sam says her job is to present risks, not decide on whether to take them except that we just saw that Walter specifically asked her if he should override the error <laughs> messages didn't ask Hammond who was standing right there he asked Sam and Sam was in fact the one to make that decision indeed the phone rings stopping their bickering it's Daniel he's in Russia they got the Russians to agree to send SG-5 out to contact the Tok'ra. And when they came back, the Tok'ra message said that the glitch probably occurred because they didn't have a DHD, which is exactly what Rodney actually just said in the last (laughs) scene. A local DHD would compensate for the loss of power and allow the gate to finish the reintegration process. So Teal'c would not be stuck in the pattern buffer. Sam asks if there's any way that maybe they can get the Russians. To lend the DHD to the SGC, maybe? (laughs) But yeah, that's not looking so promising at the moment, especially because they can't agree on anything. (laughs) So, not so much. Daniel adds, too, though, that the Tok'ra warned that connecting a DHD might not be the way to get Tilk out of the memory anyway. Sam actually figures that maybe that could cause it to reset. And would be as bad as dialing it would. So not an option. And they're going to keep working on it. Sam and the Tok'ra. And presumably Daniel and the Russians and Davis. Whoa. Call over. (laughs) In Hammond's office, he's just getting out of the phone as Simmons comes in the room. He closes the door behind him and tells Hammond. (laughs) Yes, they have less than 32 hours. And Hammond's like, you didn't close the door for that, did you? Simmons then is like, "Mm, Sam and Rodney aren't going to solve this in the time allotted. And you know what? I actually can give you the information you need to save Teal'c. Hammond wants to know how. Simmons is like, that's not important. Hammond's like, it sure is. Simmons, though, says what's important is that the information comes with a price. And... (laughs) Hammond says again, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. And it just reminds me of our drop. I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> Jeff was in the room with me at the same time and started laughing. <laughs> he said off when that happened. <laughs> and then said that our podcast has destroyed him. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. Yeah. Hammond can't believe what he's hearing. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. And is trying to count how many crimes Simmons is currently committing. 
Simmons, though, is not deterred and says, well, you can give me what I want. Or you can call your superiors and repeat this conversation, but I'll deny it. Hammond says, I'm going to have you arrested instead. How about that? And Simmons is like, you go ahead, but Teal's going to die. So he's cool. No. 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 At the motel. I, just, I don't understand why Jack hasn't called the cops on me. I don't know. <laughs> because me Morgan could be useful, I think, is really the I issue. Guess. I know. But also, I would think that like calling the cops on him and then bargaining for a lower sentence or a lesser sentence would also be beneficial to helping Teal. But whatever. That's not what happened. <laughs> Jack shows up himself instead of cops. Mayborn, of course, lets them in. And they talk about Simmons and what an ass Simmons is. <laughs> Mayborn is going to help him try to figure out what the hell Simmons is up to. Mayborn is pretty sure that it's actually Simmons that shot Jack. I guess Hammond must have told Jack about this conversation and then Jack must have told Mayborn about it because Mayborn happens to know all about the conversation <laughs> that just happened between Simmons and Hammond yeah. in his office somehow. <laughs> I think this is another episode where... They have 32 hours, but time doesn't mean anything because all of this stuff would take time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I guess part of the conversation that we didn't see is that Simmons asked for some sparkle blame <laughs> for reasons that nobody knows as part of his bargaining. <laughs> Mayborn's like, oh, well, he might as well be admitting that he has that ghoul guy that escaped then. Jack says they are hoping that is the case. And so... Mayborn's going to help him track him down and try to find that missing gold. All right. Yeah. I thought it was a weird turn in the story. <laughs> I was like, why? I guess you need to find him eventually, but it just seemed yeah. like a random time and place to add that in. This is a weird, like all of the characters are in this episode. <laughs> yeah. From like, yeah. the only person missing I feel like is Kinsey, maybe. Right? <laughs> like, everyone's in this. I was going to say a couple other people, too, but they're all dead. Yeah, so. fair. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly Martooth shows up and they're yeah. like, where have you been? And then he sparkled smiles at them. Yes. And they're like, aw. And, aw, your teeth. <laughs> Back in Russia, Major Davis and the Russian colonel are continuing their bad negotiations where none of them will... <laughs> acquiesce to anything and they just want to argue all the time to be fair the stuff that the russians are asking for still is not unreasonable it's completely reasonable because yeah. they're right that the sgc and the u.s government have not been holding up their side of their arrangement to begin with right <laughs> again not siding with the no. russians in real life no. but in this fictional universe in this particular fictional circumstance yeah. they've got a yeah, point and i think their demand like they want a russian team at the SGC, I think that's reasonable mm -hmm. that all technologies they procure should need to be shared as promised. Also reasonable. Also reasonable, <laughs> since they did agree. <laughs> For some reason, when Davis is like, yeah, no, the colonel is like, and don't forget, we have a DHD, which we can ensure that our base has the dominant Stargate, which for some reason Davis says is that could be interpreted as an act of war. Yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. a very weird escalation. Yeah. And then it gets weirder because when the colonel's like, don't be ridiculous. How can you go to war or something your people don't know about? <laughs> Davis is like, it wouldn't be unprecedented. And I'm like, yikes. 
Yikes! And then it gets weirder still because suddenly Daniel, who has been in the back of the room <laughs> facing the wall, <laughs> turns around and adds to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he just facing the wall? I feel like he was as annoyed by this argument as I was. <laughs> yes. So Daniel just stomps all over it and is like, what would you need for you to give us your DHD? Right. <laughs> and he's like, I mean it. Major Davis is like, uh... But the Russian colonel is like, hmm, maybe we should entertain this possibility. Hmm. In Mayborn's apartment, he seems to be hacking into the same website that he was hacking into from Kinsey's house. <laughs> you would think Kinsey would have changed his login info. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently not. Because Mayborn doesn't want the NID tracking him, he's got it bouncing off a bunch of different satellites. Sure. <laughs> but he can still log in. <laughs> so, okay. Sure. Mayborn is looking for the NID's bases for special ops that are throughout the country. And Jack's like, yeah, legitimate organization, huh? Mayborn says, well, the only way that we're going to get any information is actually through the legitimate operations of the NID. Not the illegitimate ones. This was just a weird line of logic. <laughs> yeah. But he says that they need to find all the information that is on the books because that's going to be what tells them the off-the-books information <laughs> that they need about where the gold is, essentially. They get some information about flights that have happened and, by MacGuffin reasons, figure out exactly what base the hagfish must be at by way of that flight plan. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Everything's fine. It's fine. Meanwhile, Sam and Rodney are getting some food in the commissary. This is the most boring and sad salad I have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that they show in the foreground. It's just lettuce. <laughs> that is a sad salad. <laughs> it doesn't even look like it has dressing on it. It's just lettuce. But it's okay because Sam gets her blue jello. She does. <laughs> There's a shit ton of jello there in there. There is. In that case. Yes, GC loves them some jello. They sure do. Rodney, though, does not opt for the jello. This is no. not important. No. <laughs> well, I think it is because I was wondering, actually, if they meant to indicate that he's an outsider by the fact that he did not choose that jello. could be. And instead chose a piece of like some kind of custardy pie. Yeah, thing. that could be. Mm. All the SGC people choose jello, except for that one time that Jack was eating all the pie. Yeah, well. I mean, that was different because they were also eating Yes, jello. there was everything there. They're in the middle of a conversation, still arguing about whether or not they can get Teal'c out of there. Rodney is still like, mm, magic fairy beans, you make all kinds of assumptions, blah, blah, blah. They get to the part where there's somebody actually serving them food, and they both get a very appetizing pile of mashed potatoes plopped on their plates. <laughs> this is not important. I just like to talk about food, Okay. Well, I liked this scene because of how unimportant it was. And I was like, what the hell is the point of this scene when we learn what yeah. we're learning next? <laughs> There's some chicken there, but Rodney's like, is there lemon on it? And the server's like, it's lemon chicken. And then he makes sure everyone knows he's mortally allergic to citrus and one drop of lemon could kill him. And see, this is why I was like, what even is this scene? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Why does this matter? So he opts for some brown stew of some kind instead. Although he doesn't ask if there's any citrus. I'd be surprised if there were. I noticed but that too. If you're deathly allergic, maybe ask. Right. Yeah. 
Maybe the guy just hates you now because you're being an yeah. ass and is going to give it to you even with yeah. the citrus in it. Yeah. He's going to squeeze lemon right in there. Right. Also, what part of the citrus is it? Because, like, citric acid is a pretty crucial component. I mean, that's yeah, vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. What other component? I mean, like, obviously, that's not the only thing that is in citrus, but it's a weird allergy. To have. Yeah. They go sit down with their plates of food. Rodney immediately starts shoveling food in his face as fast as he can. Sam's like, maybe we don't need to actually connect to a wormhole to form an event horizon. And Rodney has issues with all of her, like, maybe somehow we can do this, blah, blah, blah. Rodney thinks it's not possible. And even if you could, you're not going to reintegrate Teal'c because his energy pattern is degrading in the crystals. Eventually, there'd be no more Teal'c in there no use his patterns degraded 53 percent why is rodney even there because he's supposed to be helping her but all he's doing instead is saying nope not possible nope not possible why did they bother bringing him in at all it makes no sense i don't know but sam disagrees they go back and forth for a while the thing we get to though is that Rodney is apparently the one who decided Teal'c only had 48 hours before he wouldn't be alive anymore. So he is the reason for this deadline because he's a massive dickhead and an asshole who's sitting there talking about Sam's assumptions when he's just made up this bullshit. So he's a hypocrite and a dickhead. Sam gets up to leave because she's real pissed off. And then he puts a little misogynistic icing on top of this shit salad he's made that was not shit cake i don't know there we go yeah Yeah. sure and he's like oh i wish i didn't find you attractive i have a weakness for dumb blondes Ugh, it's just so so sam told him to suck a lemon and then leaves and i wish he would suck a lemon he's the worst Right? He really is. Like I said, later. Later. I kind of learned to like his character, but that is very much later and not in this series. Yes. I I think that the writers of Atlantis do a lot to soften him up a bit, maintaining a lot of his arrogance and whatnot, but... I don't think you can have a main character like this. No. Like, actually, as a significant part of the show, as he will end up being in Atlantis, because he's just so deplorable. Nobody would want to watch that show where there's a main character that sucks this much. No. Especially if they're not meant to be the villain. (laughs) (laughs) right exactly (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. so this rodney can go suck a lemon yeah next we're in some sort of surveillance room and i liked that the monitor specifically says on the display screen safe house security monitor (laughs) just in case there was any doubt for the security guy in there what he was looking at or where he was apparently though he's alarmed because there is a breach in perimeter two And it's probably just that squirrel again. So they're going to go and check it out. And then the guy that's going to go and check it out stops answering the radio. And then the power goes out. And then that's bad. Then we see a cell with Adrian Conrad in it. There are some agents in the room with him. Everyone is alarmed because the power is off. Back in the surveillance room, Mayborn and Jack come in. And zap the guy that was there (laughs) trying to get the power back on. They make their way down to the cell where Conrad is hanging out. Jack tells Conrad that Conrad's going to tell him what he wants to know. It should be noted, too, that Jack is wearing some baggy khakis. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> so bad. You could fit two Jacks yeah. in that one pair of pants. <laughs> two L's. 
double size yep. me. <laughs> he just likes to double down on everything. <laughs> In Russia, Daniel and Davis are having a chat about Daniel's suggestion about the DHD. The Russians want some Nakoda, or at least they want the Nakoda generator technology that the SGC has, which apparently would require refined weapons-grade Nakoda. And Daniel's like, what's the big deal? They could just blow us up more than they can already blow us up. <laughs> Davis is so negative about this whole thing. He is, and not very helpful at all. Daniel still wants to try to get the DHD from the Russians. Davis is like, they're never going to go for it because that's their ace in the hole, basically. That's the one thing they can hold over them. But Daniel's like, let's try. Let's do it. Let's keep asking. Back in the safe house, Jack asks Conrad how to save Teal. Conrad isn't obviously just going to offer up that information and wants to know why he should tell Jack. And Jack says that if he doesn't, he's going to kill him. So then he zats him. But Conrad just immediately wakes up. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't think we've ever seen somebody wake up that fast from a zat gun. But whatever. It always lasts just as long as you need exactly. it to. Exactly. Conrad says that if Jack kills him, then Tilk dies and also the host dies. Jack's like, well, the host was an asshole, so nobody cares. <laughs> also, Tilk would rather I just shoot you as well rather than just letting you free. So probably I'm just going to kill you either way. <laughs> Conrad says, well, you know, Colonel Simmons was much better at this than you are and says that Simmons offered him something of a lot more value. Jack brightens up at this and then is like, oh. Thanks. And he walks out. He clearly has an idea. Yeah. Because he also looks at the security camera overhead before he leaves. Does. I have a question. Yes. I couldn't see in the cell. It looked like there was a bed in there. Yeah. Is there a toilet in there? <laughs> I don't know. Do wool poop when they're in human bodies? <laughs> I mean, they're still working the way human bodies work, right? So they got to yeah. poop. I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. And I don't know if there was a toilet. I did not actually look for one. And that is a very good question. Because it's just a cell in the open in the middle of a room. So yeah. that'd be a weird place, I feel like, for a plumbing connection. You can put a plumbing yeah. connection anywhere. If you try yeah. hard enough. The other thing was at the beginning of this scene... There's things going on, right? Jack and mm -hmm. Mayborn take out the guards to get to Conrad. And yeah. Conrad's just standing there staring away from this all. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. About as weird as it was when Daniel was just in the Russian colonel's office yeah. standing and facing exactly. the wall. <laughs> Daniel and Hagfish Conrad, one in the same. Yep. Jack and Mayborn make their way back to the monitor room. They are in search of the footage from the camera in that cell where Adrian Conrad might have disclosed to Simmons what they want to know so they could just bypass talking to the gold. What do the hagfish themselves eat when they're in a person? They don't know. And then where do they poop? I know. I don't know. Hagfish can poop a lot, let me tell you. <laughs> is it slimy? If anyone would know, it's me, because I had to clean it. Is it, is it slimy like the rest of the hagfish? Of, of course. <laughs> yes. It just somehow combines with human poop and becomes super poop. Maybe the golds <laughs> are super poopers. I don't know what that would be, but 
<laughs> you need a really big toilet. <laughs> you need something even better than a Japanese super. <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> those things look great. Yeah. <laughs> Horizontal toilet geek. <laughs> Anyway, I've totally lost oh, my place. Nope. Uh, Mayborn and Jack are popping the video into the VCR. That was the end of that right. scene. Okay. <laughs> Did you already say that part? I just said it. I then. was totally distracted by wondering what Fisher are eating. I think I got the gist of it. They talking. found the tape. They're popping it in the VCR. Back in Russia, the colonel comes in and throws a big file down on the table with a list of demands. Davis says that they admitted... The past agreement was ignored by both sides. And Daniel's like, what we're saying is that we're willing to try to make it work now. <laughs> okay. So like before it didn't matter because for real, we really mean it this time. <laughs> I know we ignored the last agreement, but now this one we're really going to honor. Like, is that what you're trying to say, Daniel? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why would he believe you this time if you admittedly didn't listen to it at all last time? It's a good point. <laughs> right. A few of the things that they want is basically what they were already talking about before. They basically just reiterate the entire list of things that they discussed before. The colonel goes on to talk about the fact that he doesn't trust the SGC because of what happened on that planet where they lost all but one of the Russian team. Daniel says, well, we were there trying to save them. It's not our fault that they all died. They were dead before we even got there. This Russian colonel says that Colonel Zhukov was a good friend of his and now he's dead and Daniel's like yes and I understand how that feels because my friend Tilk is going to die if you don't help us and please he's just so very sincere that it is apparently enough to melt the Russian colonel's heart <laughs> which we learn immediately after Sam lets Hammond know that the Russians have agreed to loan the DHD temporarily Sam says that eventually might make a difference but unfortunately, they've hit their deadline. They've been told by President Bestie that they need to start resuming Stargate operations. Is Hammond the only one that actually listens to direct orders? I don't know. And I wonder why he doesn't just take a page from all of his subordinates' book. Exactly. I was wondering that, too, when he said that, oh, I've been given a direct order. Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't matter. You've seen that it doesn't matter. Like, what about <laughs> SG2? Where? Are, why aren't they down there refusing to go? Right? Come on, guys. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Stupid SG2. No one likes them anyway. Yeah. Hammond lets Sam know, I guess the problem is that his only other thing he can do, apparently, is resign rather than follow orders or, again, just do whatever you want. Yeah. But if he resigns, someone else will be taking over immediately. And is that enough time to find Teal'c? And Sam says no. Him and asks what else he can do, and Sam does not have an answer for that. Nope. Hammond tells Walter to dial the gate. And Walter starts dialing the gate as Sam watches from the briefing room upstairs. Somebody comes in and tells her that Jack is on the phone and says that it's urgent. And then immediately she goes downstairs as they're dialing Chevron 5 and says that she just got off the phone with Jack. That was a super fast phone call. It sure call. was. Because they were dialing the first or second number when she was told that she had a phone call. So she got to the phone, talked to Jack, and then got downstairs by the time they were dialing Chevron 5. Yeah. Okay, sure. Super fast phone call. And Sam also 
walks very speedily. <laughs> she says that they have to abort because Jack's gotten the information that they need to save Tilk. Sam also says that Jack reports they have information that's going to incriminate Simmons. Simmons, of course, accuses her of lying, but Hammond believes Sam and so tells everyone to shut down the gate and also tells random airmen nearby to arrest Colonel Simmons <laughs> and that if he resists, shoot him. In the briefing room, the team and Dr. McKay and Hammond are gathered to watch the video of Adrian Conrad telling Colonel Simmons exactly what they need to do, which is to remove the master crystal before they attach the DHD or it will erase Teal'c. McKay is like, this is a joke. You can't trust him. He's a Gould, which, yes. <laughs> yes. But he's also a Gould who was in prison, so he has no reason to get somebody killed on purpose. If he's yeah, trying to get stuff. definitely no benefit yeah. to him. <laughs> right. He also says that removing the master crystal will mean there's nothing regulating energy distribution and the whole gate could explode, which Sam says is technically possible. <laughs> <laughs> he also calls Sam a certifiable whack job <laughs> and that Hammond's no better if he listens to her. He's ranting. He says Teal'c is toast. He's history, which is going to go over real well with the rest of his team and Hammond. Sam thinks the risk of the whole gate exploding is small. Rodney continues to rant and says they're going to blow themselves up and he's not hanging around for that. And Hammond gives him the good news that his plane leaves for Russia in an hour. And that stops him. And he's like, what? McKay has been assigned to supervise... Russia's Naquita generator program. So apparently they have uh, offered to give that technology to the Russians. Rodney's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to Russia. The food's so bad and I'm a civilian. <laughs> and one of the things that he had smugly said to Sam earlier was that the Air Force pays him. So she's yep. like, well, as long as you're on the Air Force payroll. Yep. And then he says this sucks and leaves. Hammond gives the order for Sam to save Teal'c. A little bit later, they have the DHD hooked up. Siler and Sam are down in the gate room while everybody else is talking to them from the control room. They've removed the control crystal, so everything should be all set. They've evacuated the rest of the base, with the exception of essential personnel, just in case. Jack calls down, are you sure you want to be down there for this? <laughs> Siler's like, not really, sir. <laughs> I love Siler, too. Great. <laughs> Jack clarifies he was not talking to Siler, which I was like, why? Rude. That's kind of a dick move to only ask Sam <laughs> yeah. and not Siler. <laughs> but apparently he was only talking to Sam, <laughs> who clarifies that if the gate blows up, it doesn't really matter where on the base they are. So it's fine to be in the room because <laughs> won't make a difference. The Russian guy has decided to stay too. So he's in the control room with everybody else. Sam tells Siler to do it. So he does whatever it is, <laughs> there's some sparks and an event horizon forms without the whole big wave that happens. No feet shoes. There's no feet shoes, but there is a lot of sparking and electrical current running around and a huge electrical current runs down to the DHD, which explodes and blasts for Siler across the room. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad for him. He keeps getting hurt yeah. for <laughs> the most random reasons. But fortunately, also Teal'c appears. 
yes, fortunately, Tilk makes his way through the event horizon like nothing has happened. <sighs> Thank you, lad. Up in the control room, Daniel looks to the Russian colonels like, oops, that never happened in the simulations. <laughs> so that really sucks because the DHD is very much destroyed now. It's going to go well for their relationship. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. Down in the gate room, Jack walks by Siler and tells him to shake it off, Sparky, and then doesn't really care about Siler. Just goes right to Tilk and asks if Tilk is okay, <laughs> even though Tilk is clearly fine and Siler is not so much. Sam asks Tilk as far as you know what just happens and Tilk says he had his revenge and Tanith is dead. They have their happy little reunion. Tilk asks what has transpired here and I thought that was a weird question because as far as he seems to know, he has no reason to know that any time has passed and that he didn't immediately come through the gate after Jack and Sam. No. So why would he be asking what has happened here? I think he witnessed the DHD explode. And there's also an exploded oh, DHD in the gate room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a fair. That's a good point. But he wouldn't still know, though, that Jack and Sam were there longer than he true. was. And yet he's asking them what happened. They're there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. Jack says that, believe it or not, Teal owes his life to gold. And Teal says, never. But Jack says yes. <laughs> and then the episode is over. <laughs> Kathy, did you like the episode? I did like the episode. There was some dumbness to it. And the <laughs> the Russian negotiations were a little annoying. Mostly because yeah. I was on the Russian side. and Yeah. I don't want to be on the Russian side for yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... I'm like, okay. And they really couldn't find better negotiators than Major Davis and Daniel. But right. apparently that's all they had. Jack and Mayborn, love them, love them. Just they're ridiculous and fun. So did Jack just let Mayborn go again? I guess, uh, presumably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> which makes no yeah. sense. But I like them, and I enjoyed hating McKay. It's weird because I know so much more about the character because right. he's so much more developed you know, years later. But I do remember hating the shit out of him the first time I watched this. So I'm still like enjoying that, hating him. I'm glad Simmons got arrested. Uh <laughs> we'll see if it sticks, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully. What evidence do they have now? Did they take Conrad with them? Did they just like secure the safe house with Air Force personnel? Is it just the tape? Is that enough evidence against Simmons? I don't know. I've got questions. Yeah, I don't know. It, I guess I would think that just the tape would be enough. But yeah, what happens to Conrad? Yeah. I would guess that they brought him back or they put Air Force people there. Yeah. But in which case, wouldn't the NID try to fight back and reclaim it? Maybe, from yeah. Air Force? So maybe they just left it and took him with if them? If the NID even knew Simmons took Conrad. Which they may well yeah. not have. And if this is supposed to be a covert place, they might not even know that it exists. True, true. So who knows what's going to happen with Simmons. Yeah. So this is off the subject of whether I like it or not. I'm just thinking <laughs> as I talk. <laughs> I think I just like the whole scenario. And it was interesting, too, because it wasn't a lot of like trying to figure out how to do it. It was more of like whether or not they'd be able to do it, like allowed to do it. And I thought that was mm -hmm. kind of an interesting tension that we don't always get. Because a lot of it is them up against the science, and this was just them up against 
all kinds of other people. And right. I, I don't know. It just, it was a little bit different. And I liked that. Fair. How about you? I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. I didn't really like it immensely. I didn't dislike it. I found parts of it enjoyable and parts of it really annoying. Because, yeah, some of it was funny. But there was just so much back and forth bickering between Sam and Rodney and between Davis and Daniel and the colonel. And just so much bickering that seemed really repetitive and kind of pointless. So those parts were annoying. But then there were other parts that were interesting. Like you said, like the Jack and the Mayborn interactions and the overall storyline of Tilk getting stuck in the Star Trek pattern. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I had mixed feelings. Some of it I liked, some of it I didn't like. But overall, it was a mostly entertaining episode. And it was weird to see... Rodney McKay in this worst version of himself because like we were saying we get so much more about his character later and he becomes a very different character I mean like he's still an ass later but not to this extreme so it was weird to watch it again knowing the story arc that he has later because the first time I saw this I had not seen Atlantis and did not have any idea who he was or that he'd be coming back later and I hated him so much more then than I did this time around but still his character is awful in this episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. so awful yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what's next next is Stargate SG-1 season 5 episode 15 summit the booklet says a truce has been declared among the Gwauld so that the warlords can attend a summit on the future of universe domination. <laughs> Great. I want to go to a summit like that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Since Jackson speaks fluent Gwauld, he is sent to the summit disguised as an aide. But his real mission is to poison the delegates. What? <laughs> Yeah, I actually do have some vague recollections of this episode. I remember some of it. I don't remember Daniel being tasked with murdering everybody. I don't either. I thought it was more of like a spying mission. Yeah. Okay, booklet. I we'll don't see. Know. We'll see what happens here. But, but I, I have doubts. The booklet is yeah. The booklet is often very inaccurate. <laughs> I don't think Daniel would agree to that. Well, I mean, like, he did kill all of those little hagfish that were in the tank. That's true. I I feel like that was, I don't know if maybe that was just, like, he had an opportunity. You know what? You're right. I don't even know what I'm doing here trying to defend Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> he's already proven he likes to kill hagfish babies. Yeah. So. He's already done some hagfish yep. genocide in the I, past. I, so. I apologize. I take it back. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> apologize to me for that. I don't know why you're apologizing. I, don't know. <laughs> I take it back. I, <laughs> I take it back. Oh, Daniel. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe so you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes and reviews are very much appreciated to help other people find the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Manst- Manstodon. Manstodon. <laughs> A combination of Instagram and Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon or Instagram or both. And you can also get in touch with us through our website, which is stargatesing.space. If you're feeling generous, you can become a patron supporter over at patreon.com slash stargatesing. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargatesing, the end. The end. The end. Okay. Hello. Hello. I don't know why that's a thing where if you bump the microphone cable, it just disconnects that's and stops ridiculous. recording. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <sighs>
It is. I was trying to move my headphone cable because it kept rubbing on the zipper of my sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> and then I guess in doing so, I did something and it's like... And it stopped, and I was like, oh, shit, but Kathy's still talking, Oops. so I'm just going to not type anything or interrupt her to let her know. <laughs> well, I finished that scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, good job. Yeah, thanks. In Hammond's office? office in Hammond's office, Hammond's just... <laughs> <Excuse me>. <laughs>